All right. Well, welcome back to another amazing episode. We're on episode number five of Ref Sketch to Final Draft. I am your host, Coach Adam, and this show is picking up. And I can't be grateful enough to everyone that's tuning in now or in the future. And again, if you have found this, then you have found this for a reason. And we're so grateful that you're here and a part of this journey at whatever particular point in time you are in your healing space. So today I am actually visited by an amazing guest. Uh, we are going to be going over the topic of from trauma to transformation. And this is huge for us in our journey and our growth. Um, visited here by my incredible co-host today, amazing Jasmine, all the way from the beautiful area of New York City. So Jasmine, can you please tell our audience a little bit about you and kind of let us know what we're going to expect for this wonderful conversation today? Namaste. Thank you for having me on. Um, I'm honored to be on this show. It's such a beautiful, beautiful show. And okay, so let me just say a little bit about myself. I am Jasmine Clemente, born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Trauma throughout the city. <laughs> it's such a chaotic city. Um, for those who may know and may not know, I'm also related to Roberto Clemente, who was a um, humanitarian and Pittsburgh baseball player. Um, and I usually don't talk about that, but I think for this episode, it's kind of good to to talk about it because he's a humanitarian and I truly, he's one of the, he's a relative that I am so honored to be related to because he died for others, basically. Sure. Um so if you don't know who that is, Roberto Clemente was a famous baseball player who, um, in the wake of an, earth, an earthquake in Nic Nicaragua, stuttering a little bit, um, he flew all the way there to help with medical aid and food, and his plane went down. So um, it's an honor to be related to someone like that because I'm all about love. And throughout my journey, whatever I have done um, through music, being a singer, a recording artist, um, an author, a yoga teacher throughout my journey it's always been about love that's the priority and that if anybody was to say who is jasmine clemente there's all these titles and and things and i do change a lot because i'm human what i am is the embodiment of love and that's my message so mm -hmm. it's if i'm not preaching love if i'm not showing love the titles don't even matter love that well and having a message of love which is also one of the most transformational powerful um, transitionatory powers in this universe. Um, completely all right that we redesign and reassign and uh, recreate ourselves in the whole entire transformation process. So it fits in beautifully to our topic of today. Now, just to kind of kick things off, where in your journey, in that sense, have you seen radical growth and development manifest from... Ooh any type of trauma and uh, any type of transformation through that process. And I'm just going to leave it kind of broad and pass that beautiful open-ended kind of topic over to you and you take us wherever you want to go. And I'm, we're all along for the ride. Thank you. Oh, when it comes to trauma, I do have to inhale and exhale, <laughs> breathe in and breathe out. So um, I, I didn't realize or think I was even going to bring up my cousin, Roberto Clemente, but since I did, it's actually the perfect way to, to start to talk about trauma. Mm -hmm. um, so my parents got separated when I was about seven, and then they got divorced when I was 12. 
my parents, my mother's family and my father's family are complete opposites. They're very, very different. So Clemente is on my father's side of the family. They're very traditional. They're very family oriented. They are there for each other through thick and thin. Not a perfect family. No family is perfect, but they love each other and they got each other's back 100%. Um, on my mother's side of the family, it was different. I actually saw a lot of abuse growing up on my mother's family, um, my grandfather beating up my grandmother. So my dad wasn't that way. You know, my father came, didn't come from a family that was like that. Um, my, you know, that just was not heard of. But on my mother's side of the family, when my parents got separated when I was seven years old, um, my father got his own apartment. He moved out of the house. And then he thought that I was with my mom, that my mom was taking care of me. But my mother was really um, bringing me to my grandmother's house a lot. To My grandmother babysat me a lot while my mother went out and started living the single life. Um, and that's where I was exposed to seeing my grandfather beat up my grandmother numerous times. I mean, it was just normal, you know. So yep. he would abuse my grandmother, my aunts, my uncles, never touched me, never put his finger on me. You know, my aunts and uncles kind of laugh about it because they said, how come Jassy never got, you know, hit? We all got beat up and she didn't get touched, you know, but it was because of I have a father. So my grandfather knew not to put his hands on me. Right. Um, anyway, with that being said, my mother had a very short temper. Um, but growing up with my grandparents and seeing how my grandfather was with my grandmother, I was able to understand why my mother had a bad temper because I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. She got it from her dad because her dad was abusive. So then in a way, I almost made excuses for my mother's bad temper. And in making excuses for my mother's bad temper, even though I understood where it came from, as I got older, I became a singer, right? I, I My first record that I released was called Free My Spirit. And on the night that I performed that record, I met my ex-fiance who ended up abusing me. And I think, to make a long story short, um, when I got into that relationship, I remember seeing signs of abuse. Like I saw the red flags and I made excuses for them because I remember saying, if I can learn to get along with him, then I can learn to get along with my mother. Okay, that's, yeah. you know, so, you know, so that was traumatic because I, even though I saw the red flags, yeah. you know, other people who would have probably grown up in, let's say, a healthier home or healthier environment or wasn't exposed to that or whatever have you, they may have saw the red flags and ran, yeah. <laughs> you know, instead, I saw the red flags and I was like, wait, I have to learn how to get along. I have to learn how to get along with my mom. Because my mother's my mother. She'll always be around. Yeah. So I was thinking if I can pass this test with this man here, then I'll be able to get along with my mother's difficult personality. Mm. Isn't that crazy? So here I was on this journey, you know, uh, performing. I mean, I was making my dreams come true. I was performing everywhere. Uh, New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, L.A., um, my music. Every producer wanted to work with me. I had so many um, opportunities. It was really 
it was good. And it was good music. It was house music, dance music, tribal music. And another thing about that industry is that a lot of people that are broken tend to, I don't want to say a lot of people, you know, because house music is a worldwide, everybody loves house music. I mean, most people do, you know, it's, it's very universal, but also people that are broken, they, they need an outlet and dance is a good outlet for people. You know, when you're yeah. dancing and you're partying and, and you're around other people laughing, celebrating life. So a lot of people would come to these nightclubs and it became like a little family because people would come and see each other every week and it'd be like, hi, oh my God. And you would dance and the DJs would play this great music and you'd have such a great time. But then when they went back home, a lot of people had so many issues and they were just broken. So coming to the nightclub was a way, it was an escapism. You know, so my my ex fiance, <laughs> um, he reminded me a lot of my mother and we had a lot of similarities. We both loved music. We both loved dancing. We were both uh, had the same culture. We were both Latino. We were both around the same age. And I remember when my first record came out, I was 30. And I said, OK, I need to, like, settle down, get married. And I thought he would have been the perfect person to, you know, uh, to commit to because we had all this stuff in common and he was producing music and we were going in the same direction. And so I made excuses. I made excuses when, when the red flags were there, when the verbal abuse was there, when the controlling stuff was there, I made excuses. And I said, I have to make this relationship work. Like, you know, where I have to, cause I also have my father's background where they're very traditional and no matter what they make it work. Right. They, they are very like family oriented. So coming from that background and feeling like I have to make things work, I just would stay no matter. And then it got so bad to the point where it did get physical, you know, and then one day he actually beat me up pretty bad, you know? So, so that was, that was traumatic. So (laughs) going from that, um, there's so much to talk about, Adam. You'd have to like ask me more questions, and, and I will, I'm healed. I'm in a much better place. But oof, it was right. it was a traumatic time for me. Indeed. Well, and, and through that, I appreciate you, and so does the whole entire audience. If anyone ever gets a chance to find this beautiful story about your life, and the, the real highlights of the fact of in the premise of the topic of today's conversation is the fact of through the trauma is the transformation, is that through everything that you've gone through this beautiful transformation that you've actually accomplished, even the ability to take 10 steps back and just walk through everything that you just got done saying and really acknowledge you and hold a space for you in such a way that acknowledges everything that you've been through and everything you just had the vulnerability and the transparency and the inner strength to be able to share so openly. It's huge. You're incredible. Your story is amazing about where you were. And I'm sure that many people can relate individuals that have had situations where their childhood ends up manifesting a relationship in their adulthood that is resonating with the lessons that they had when they were children. That's huge. And instead of just letting that be something that was in your past, you decided to confront it head on knowingly. You even said that you mentioned it to yourself inwardly, you know, that this is something that I can do. I saw the red flag you said, right? She saw it, you did, and you decided to charge towards it like a bull, not running away from it because it's scary. It was, I'm going to do this. I'm going to overcome this. That's a huge, huge moment of transformation and transfiguration in the evolution of the soul and the human journey. I mean, you are your own hero when we literally start thinking about it in those terms. That's humongous. So I think for anyone actually who just got a chance to hear 
the whole entire piece there that we're only diving into just a piece of it, by the way, audience. She's got so much more at the same time. This is just the icing on the cake. And it's a huge peek in to such an amazing human individual that has experienced so much and has made the deliberate choice. And from the episodes that we've had so far, it really is about the mindset and literally choosing this growth in life. Jasmine is a perfect example of that. So Jasmine, if, if you can share a little bit with the fact of um, diving into more about what it is that you can actually even recommend to others. And then even in your spiritual practices and um, your growth journey, what were some of the key steps that others can listen to that you took in your journey, even while you saw the red flags to overcome them? What were some of the steps that you took that led into the bravery and the courage to get there? Walk us down that. Well, what I want to say, um, the most important thing is that when you're going through something that's that traumatic, yeah. is it's going to change you, but don't let it change you, meaning don't let it break you, mm. right? That's why my message has always been about love, because what yeah. can happen is the more someone hurts you, you're being attacked, right? Because there's different types of trauma, there's trauma if you get into a car accident and, you know, God forbid somebody passes away, you know, if you get into an accident because you get a shark attack, you know, I know it's kind of far-fetched, but it happens, right? But then there's a trauma where you're being abused and you're being attacked. When that type of trauma happens, a lot of people result to lowering their frequency so low because they're so angry. And then they can become just as dark as that person, which is, in my mind, it's almost like the goal of darkness is to, to suck out everybody else's light, to deplete them. So if I get you angry enough, now you're like me, right? Because everyone has a story. So even when I was being attacked and my ex was abusing me, what happened was, and I like what you said when you told me um, that I, like a bull, like I went head on instead of being yep. afraid. Yep. You're right. Right now, everyone is different. I would not tell everyone to do what I did. Every situation is different. Every person is different. And some people are more dangerous than others. So I would not say, hey, do what I did. Right. So whatever a person decides to do, what, what I will say is that your spirit is the essence of everything. Do not let your spirit break. You have to remember that you are love, that you are compassion, forgiveness, patience. You are all of these things. You do not want to change. You don't want to get lost. You don't want to, you know, become that way. And next thing you know, now you're a bitter, angry person because of what happened to you, or now you're doing it to someone else because you're leaking out your anger to the next person. And that's not fair either. So for me, I took a lot of time to myself where I, I left the industry for a while. I left, you know, friends and family and I took time out just for me alone. So to hear my own voice and to remember my own light, because it was very important that my light wouldn't get wiped out like a candle. Mm. Um, so, so basically, and here's, I'll tell you my story. And like I said, for everyone else is different. So disclaimer, don't do what I did, <laughs> you know, Everybody, but for me, yeah. Operate in your own you know way. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
right. But for me, like, you know, I did love my ex. Obviously, there were good and there was bad about him. And there's this thing going around. You know, I remember I went to a women's circle back then for, for domestic violence, you know, victims and everything. And some women, they share their stories and they talk about these men like they're monsters, right? And that's fine because what you went through was horrible and you're you're venting and you're letting it out and that's fine. But I think we have to remember that that person who became a monster or who, who became a villain has a story as to how they became a villain and how they became a monster. And yeah. if you don't remember, it's not about forgiving them and taking them back and staying with them. Right. If a person is damaged, because there's a difference between healing and being damaged. If you're broken, you can heal. But if you're damaged, you can't heal. And there are people who are damaged. Right. People that are like serial killers, people that are just damaged. If a person is just damaged, you do not need to get back with them. You don't have to be their friend. You don't have to do any of that. But for you, you should be healed enough that you are this bright light that you're like, you know what? Something happened to that person. Right. You don't want to become that person that's angry and bitter. And, you know, now you're man bashing or you're bashing this or you're bashing that, because, again, that's how the darkness wins. Mm. That's the darkness doesn't want the light to be loved. It wants you to be angry and continue that anger and justify that anger. So that way you don't love. I love that. If I may. And love is for the fearless. It's for the fearless. It really, really is. So with with my ex, I'll just say what I did. But, you know, with my ex, I, uh, you know, I broke up with him, obviously, and and I had blocked him. um, And he was still trying to come back, come back, come back. And I blocked him from every single type of social media, phone, everything you can think of. I told a few friends. Um, I said, he can't come near me. You know, they said, oh, you know, go to the police and do a uh, a report and this and that. I decided not to. I almost did. Three days later, I thought about it. And then I decided not to. And what's crazy about that story is that we didn't speak. A year later, one year later, I decided to see him because he went to all the places that I like to go to. And I had stopped going to those places. And these were places that I loved. There were places that were like my haven and he was there. So I stopped going. I avoided going there because he would be there. So one year later, I decided I don't want to be afraid anymore. I want to go back to these places that I love and I know I'm going to see him. So I'm going to have to confront him. Hmm. So I saw him a year later and he acted like nothing had happened. Right. Like, oh, hi, I haven't seen you in a year. And, you know, all these things. Long story short, we did have a conversation about it. And like I said, everyone is different. But that man, when I tell you he apologized to me, I've never seen a grown man cry the way I saw him cry. Now, it wasn't that night that he cried like that. It was, you know, it was this, hi, I haven't seen you in so long, you know, blah, 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 blah. But eventually we saw each other again. And he cried. When I tell you, he cried like his soul like like his soul was coming out of his body because he he had a soul moment where he realized what he did was wrong not just to me but to himself yeah right because if he beat up a woman he went through stuff he he has a horrible childhood if i was to tell you his childhood you'd be like oh well yeah it comes from somewhere they're not excuses right but it's a reason. It's people aren't just born, you know, bad. No. 
right? We, we have a story. People don't just all of a sudden, hey, you know, I'm going to decide to be a bad person and commit these crimes. And everything comes from somewhere. Right. Right. Everything comes from somewhere. Yeah. So he he felt so remorseful. And I told him, I said, look, I can never get back with you. Not because I'm punishing you. Because I don't know if you would do it again. And if you did it again, if you beat me up again, if you were to beat me up again, I could end up dead. Not only can I end up dead, but it's just the whole point. Even if I don't end up dead, it's just it can happen again. And now I would be sucked in even deeper because I got back with you again. I wouldn't want to have children with a man like that because I wouldn't want my kids to be raised in an environment where they see this happening. So I said, yeah. I, I can't get back with you again, but I want you to never, ever, I hope you never do this to a woman ever again. And I forgive you. I told him, I said, you know what? I forgive you. I honestly forgive you because I know what you've been through. I know that you're hurting. I know you're in pain. And I know that you're genuinely sorry. Yeah. But I can't get back with you. So I didn't get back with him, but you know what? I forgave him. I think that gave him some peace of mind. I honestly do. And he ended up passing away. Like three years later, he died and I was at his funeral. And I remember being at the funeral and saying to myself, I'm so glad that I forgave him before he died. But like I said, that doesn't mean that everybody in the world should do what I'm saying because every situation is different. And, you know, and sometimes forgiving someone, you don't have to tell them face to face that you forgive them because it could be dangerous. (laughs) So I'm not telling anybody to put themselves in harm's way. You can forgive somebody from afar. Circumstances will vary. And obviously it's it's like the old uh, adage with, you know, products or whatever. Results may vary or whatever before you do some sort of a new diet or something like that. Results may vary. So. I'll take, take everything with a grain of salt in that sense. And I, I think it's powerful in that sense of what you've shared in the transformation um, process. The reason why is because, as you were saying, with the darkness, kind of recapitulating it for the audience's sake as well, and kind of doing a moment of just kind of recapturing it so that everyone's with us because it's a lot to share. And I just want to acknowledge you as well and hold space for you in light that you just shared so much of a, a genuine journey in your life. Is that the journey of the darkness that you were even mentioning from before? That where is it that we as living individuals experience the most darkness when we have our eyes closed, right? So with vision, as you were mentioning, what is darkness's goal is to blind us from being able to see clearly. So that translates perfectly with what you're mentioning about how darkness's goal is to get them on their level, which is to blind us to be on their level to be just as blind as they are to only see darkness so the only way to only see darkness is to be blinded and that ties into the way in which we speak about how we were blind to persons and personalities and their attributes and their red flags we didn't see them why well because you were blinded your eyes were closed your awareness was shut down spiritually metaphysically morally physically in that truest aspect. And then uh, obviously the only other thing to add to what it is for anyone's benefit in this audience. And of course, between us and this beautiful conversation is the fact that if anyone ever really truly loved you, the question that we all have to ask ourselves is would they ever put themselves in a position to lose you? 
if they really, really, really loved you in a healthy, healed, mature way. And the three of those are interrelated. You can be mature and not necessarily healed. You can be healed, not necessarily mature. I mean, all three, right? If you got all deck firing, right? You're ready to go play chess with your chess pieces on the board. Those are the ones you got to play with, especially when it's going to be marriage and a family and wife and husband, and children and all those other beautiful things. So that's kind of my moment of taking a, a, a breather for the audience to kind of let that saturate and let that marinate a little bit because everything that you shared is so amazing, so deep. I'm sure that everyone's kind of like having a moment of, let me think about that. Let me really soak that in. And we, of course, encourage anyone that's listening to listen to this two or three different times. I mean, the amazing guests that I've had on this uh, growing, amazing podcast have had such experiences that these are incredible, powerful women that are amazing and shape the lives of so many in that regard. These stories that we're only getting a chance in these hour-long dialogues reach out to them, find their links down below, find out what more about what Jasmine does and her spiritual healings. She's phenomenal. There's so many other resources that she has. This is just an incredible conversation that we're doing our best to condense for the benefit of the audience. So again, many thanks to uh, the incredible co-host for today. Um, and I think that that'll transition into the transformation process. So now we've been talking a little bit about the traumas, of course, as far as it goes for the transformation that actually has been taking place, it's clear. You're amazing. You're doing incredible things. They've been inspired and incited by these incidences in your life. The role models that you've had with your cousin, the mother and father relationship that you had, the dynamic there with your grandfather, these experiences that you've experienced in love and in the industry of music. It's incredible. I mean, you've had opportunities in that sense. So in the transformation journey and seeing that transformation is real for others, what advice do you usually kind of offer for others when they're going through their moments of challenge and fire in that regard, in the darkness of their lives? How do you guide people into finding more of the light? You hit it on the nail. Um, the way you said it, it's about not being blinded, but being able to see. So every situation is different. Every person is unique. I There have been yeah. people that... I'll give advice to one person and that other person, I would give them different advice, right? I wouldn't give two people the same advice because everybody's situation is really so unique and so different. And every person has a different personality. Like some people are just more vocal, right? Other people are more, they're quieter. They're more, they internalize things differently. You know, some people like to be around others and they need friends and family when they're going through something they they want the support of a strong circle there's other people who they need time alone you know so it is it really it really is different so i've heard people give advice to certain people and i say you know that may work for that person but that's not going to work for that person you got to really really listen to the person that you're working with and really step into their mind and really see what are their unique strengths and weaknesses? What are their unique gifts? Because that person may not be able to handle the same type of advice that you gave that person. That's why I said what a disclaimer myself, right? Like what I went through when I went to my ex and I forgave him, not everyone can do that. That's why I say it's, it's and it's not for everyone, Right. So you, it really is different. Some people just have stronger backbone. They're, they're made differently. 
they're designed differently, they're stronger, you know, like there's people that will say, you know, give the most positive advice and they're giving, they're cheering you on, they're giving you real good support. And there might be another person who's literally suicidal. And if you cheer that person on and you give them positive support and you're smiling and you're doing all these things, that person's getting angrier and angrier the more you smile because that person wants to kill themselves and you're annoying them that you're so positive and happy. So, you know, because that's a different mindset, right? A person who is suicidal, who's in such a dark, dark, dark place that's in such the, in the lowest of the low and you're up here vibrating so high and you're like, but I'm giving them all this love and all this affection and, and these smiles and these gifts. And I'm like, I don't understand. And it's like, that's not what that person wants though. You're not listening to them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So everyone is different. And yep. and also when I give advice, I'm also, for me, I'm also very selective because if I can't help a person, right, let's say it's not a good match, I will say like, yep. you know what, I don't, I don't know if I'm the right person for you. Maybe someone else is. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you have to be that way too, because what? Yeah. I said, it's not a one size fits all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not, you know, and also, you know, um, and I have to be realistic too. Like I'm not superwoman either, you know, like I can't help everyone, right. There's going to be certain people that I can't, and they may even deplete me. I may be trying to help someone and like, Oh, I'm helping this person. And, and, and if they're really in a dark place, they may pull me into their dark place. So even as a life coach or as a yoga teacher or as a, therapist you know how many therapists see therapists because the stories that come into their office are so deep sometimes that they actually need to see a psychiatrist because they're like oh my god i've heard the worst stories and it's affecting them yeah so they need to yeah. counteract with another therapist you know to because Amen. we're human we're all batteries right it's true we're all batteries so you know some people you know the the energy is going to exchange and sometimes that you know there are people that their their darkness might be more domineering than your light and if their if their yeah. darkness is more domineering than your light you have to be very honest about that and kind of be like you know what i don't know if i can handle this and just be honest about it yeah. it may not be your right it may not be the right client for you it may not be the right friend for you because it may be too heavy and that's okay mm. if it's too heavy for you free them so they can find someone else that can help them the way they need. Cause there are people that can really carry heavy, heavy stuff. And there are some people who can't. Yeah. And also if God forbid a person does commit suicide or if God forbid a person you hear down the line, you were supposed to help someone and you didn't and something horrible happened to them. That's not for you to feel guilty about either because it's not your fault. We didn't put them in that place either. Right. We can only do what we can do from a genuine place, from an empowering place and whatever we can't do, we have to know our limits to know, I can do this, but I can't do that. Hmm. That's powerful. <laughs> In the sense of literally knowing right? and the, the understanding of where, where the boundaries are. That brings it back to the conversation that uh, we even started this amazing show off with, with uh, the incredible Lulu Lee shout out in that regard to the fact of we went down the merry-go-round of whether or not we're as life coaches or spiritual healers or anything else like that. If we have all the answers, the answer is no. And we do tend to, of course, teachers look for teachers, personal trainers work out with other personal trainers, coaches work with coaches. It's a beautiful thing. The, the mixing milieu of that is only ever to make us 
better at our skill set and to learn and grow and develop higher skill sets in that regard. As to the sense of which medicine is best for which ailment in that regard, you can't throw Robitussin on everything, right? In the truest sense, if you have a cold, Robitussin is going to work, right? But if you throw Robitussin on a broken limb, it's good medicine, but it's not for the right wound, right? So in that sense, you know, right, it it does come down to some, some of these things are pretty simple. So if someone's sitting on the edge of a cliff and you're cheering them on, as you're saying, right, that's not the time to be cheering them on. It's the moment to sit down on the edge of the cliff with them and start walking them through where they're at in their thought process so you can understand how to be there with them. I think that's so powerful. So I um, I But, you know, you'd be surprised. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to to cut you off. I said, no, you'd be surprised because – you yeah. said about the the person on a cliff, right? There are people yeah. that are on a cliff, but they're pretending that they're not. So you could be helping someone right. who's smiling and, and all this and that. And it's because they're hiding their pain and they're trying to camouflage it because they, first of all, it's embarrassing, yeah. right? If you're going through pain, it's yeah. embarrassing. You know, there's this pride thing. I don't want people to know it's going to hurt my image. Maybe I won't be able to get that job that I want, or my friend is not going to want to hang out with me anymore, or that person's not going to want to date me you know, et cetera, et cetera. Or there might be a rumor, blah, blah, blah. So some people will, they'll, they'll hide their pain so well. And so you could be helping someone that you is, they're presenting a certain, you know, face to you. And little do you know, that person is going through a deep, dark depression. And here you are cheering them on because they, they're acting like that's what they want. But when they go home later or when you hang up the phone, they're ready to throw themselves out of the window. You know, so that's why I'm I'm very um no, it is true. So that's why it's good. I mean, at least for me, I take my time really getting to know people because people are going through things that we don't know anything about. You know what I mean? Every people it's true, you know, not everyone. I'm not saying everybody, you know, but it's just it really takes time to get to know people, to get to know your clients and to know you know, how much are they really telling you? How much are they really sharing? Yeah. You know, it, it takes, and body yeah. language is so important because they can say something, but if you really tune into their body language, you know that they might be saying something, but they mean something else. So it's really, and you always, always have to trust your intuition above all other voices. There's this feeling that you get in your gut, you know, no matter what a person says or or what's happening, you know, in your gut, something's off. I can't put my finger on it, but something's off. And you got to trust that intuition. They trust that feeling, you know, yeah. um, that's really important to, you know, to trust your, your gut. I'd say let's dive into that one in that truest sense. And never, audience, if, if we ever cut each other off, don't forget, we're on the East Coast and West Coast. So sometimes there's a little bit of a delay for us. So. Jasmine, the water's just fine. You can always jump in. There's no cutting us off. This is actually when there's a guest on, it's your show. <laughs> I'm just I'm just the, the voice um, guiding us through your amazing journey. So the water's always just fine. It's it's you know, spa temperature. It's ready ready for the hot tub. So it's just fine. Just jump in. Um in that truest sense where you were mentioning where you're at in the journey of being able to be resonating with being able to find that intuition. I know that's something huge with you. So if we may dive into deeper with that, some of the skills and the sense that you've learned to enhance and to grow your voice from within. You've had an amazing singing career, which is your external voice, your internal voice coming externally. 
for the benefit of the audience, because you are such an intuitive individual, so spiritually grounded with so many gifts from talents to just communication, articulation, um, a phenomenal background. What and a future ahead of you as well. Let's never forget about that. We're in the present, but there's so much more to this wonderful woman, Jasmine. Um, what are some of the suggestions you might give to individuals to listen to their internal intuition better, to really learn their inner voice and have that come forward? Because I know that is something that you grow into more and you're good at leading individuals with that. Share some more about that, if you will. I I say take time to yourself. You know, um, even if you're an extrovert, and you're sociable and you like to be around a lot of people, that's fine. But you still need to carve out time to be by yourself sometimes. It's solitude. It's not loneliness. It's just solitude. Um, Whether or not you know how to meditate, some people don't really know how to meditate and that's fine. But meditation is really nice um, because when you're meditating, you learn to focus on one single thing. Like you kind of drop all the noise. You, you, you just picture nothing. You let everything kind of melt away and disappear. And then you focus on one thing and it really helps your, your brain just become more alert and stronger. So you're not, you know, confused and in a fog because you're listening to too many voices. Mm-hmm. So you have to learn how to just focus on one thing. And oftentimes what you find is that sometimes what you're focusing on is it something you really want to focus on or was it someone else's voice? Someone else told you, you know, you should feel this way. You should do this. You should do that. So I really, really feel that you are your own guru. You know, you are your own, um, you're your own Mm. prophet. You're your own leader. You know, it doesn't mean that we discredit other people that we don't, you know, take advice when it's given to us. But at the end of the day, we make the choice of how much of that advice we want to take. You know, let's say someone, let's say this episode, for example, is an hour and maybe there's two or three nuggets that someone heard and they go, wow, that resonates with my life. But maybe something else doesn't. That's okay. Because at the end of the day, like I said, this was my journey that I was talking about. And my journey is not your journey and the situations are different. So You know, I I feel like meditating, taking time to yourself, even if you don't want to meditate, like I said, if you just want to go into nature, go to the beach, go to a forest, go to a park, but spend time alone. Even if it's a bubble bath and you don't get out in your home and you're taking a bubble bath, it's so important to really become best friends with yourself, like with your own company and to be alone and to to just think for yourself. Where does these thoughts come from? Was it my family that told me these things? Was it society that told me these things? You know, was it a commercial that I saw? Is it my culture? You know, do I feel pressured from something? Where are these thoughts coming from? And really, really learn to be with yourself and know what am I feeling? What is it that I want? What are my goals and my visions? And does this really feel right to me? Maybe it's not the right time. Does this feel wrong? Does this feel off? Like you really, really have to trust yourself. And this way, when anybody from the outside gives you advice, whether it comes with good intentions or bad intentions, you're clear because you know you, you know thyself. You have to know yourself, right? So then you can take advice and go, you know what? That sounds like good advice. I'm going to take that. 
because you trust yourself and you trust yourself to make the right choice to say, that sounds like good advice. I'm going to listen to that. And when it doesn't sound like, you know, it resonates, you go, that's not really for me. But you got to know yourself. If you don't know yourself, anybody can come and tell you anything and manipulate the hell out of you. And even if it's good intentions, by the way, because manipulation is not always bad. There are people that have good intentions and they're manipulating you in the sense of they, they want you, you know, it's like when you, a kid is having a lollipop and you know, they're, oh, you're eating too much candy you're going to get a toothache, but you don't want to tell them that because they, they really want the candy. Right. So you kind of manipulate them. You tell them something else and you tell them, you know, that this banana is candy or something and you lie to them so they can eat the banana and and get healthy and there's adults who do that too there are adults who will manipulate you with good intentions because they want the best for you and they're telling you things you know but it still may not be for you so you have to know yourself know thyself know thyself everyone should know who they are what their strengths are what their weaknesses are you know you know your battles what you've been through you know what makes you feel good and if you ever feel a little lost or a little confused and you're not sure, take some time to yourself. But I say, make it a habit mm. to take time to yourself anyway. Don't wait until you have a question and now you're like, oh, I'm going to take Saturday off and just go to the beach by myself. Don't wait. You know, make it a, a lifestyle, habitual thing where you're like, you know what? Every now and then I just take time to myself or I meditate on Sunday mornings, or I meditate every morning for 10 minutes, or just do something where it's for you, where you're giving yourself self-care in the mind. Because your mind is a garden. And that is the gateway to where all this darkness comes in. It's through the mind. Hmm. So you talk about vision, right? And seeing clearly. It's right. Right. You have you to see the garden yeah, of your mind. You're the gatekeeper of that. I like that. When the third eye is dark, that's when everything else goes dark. That's right. That's the one eye that matters the most. That spiritual eye. Um, I'm reminded <laughs> as you're sharing the advice to the audience out of anything that they're going to get as, as nuggets and takeaways is also understand humbly, right? For the audience's sake and for anyone else is a healthy reminder. If you've ever read a book twice, watched a movie three or four times, you see different things in it that you didn't see before. Did the movie change? Is the plot line different? Did the characters in chapter two really have a different adventure than you remember from before? The only thing that's changed is you. So whatever it is, and you finding this wisdom in this beautiful story of this wonderful woman, Jasmine, in that regard, there's lots to take away. And you might listen to it again in a couple of months or a couple of weeks. And in your journey, wherever it is that you'll find the takeaway is where you're at that resonates with what you're looking for. If you're looking for candy, You're going to find a lot of candy shops around town. If you're looking for health and fitness, you're going to see all the gyms that you never saw in town as you're driving around. That's just the way that it goes. So in that truest sense, she's absolutely right in that regard. Whatever it is, it's going to be the wisdom. She has plenty. She has plenty of life experiences. Whatever resonates with you is what's with you right now. That's the beauty of this. Okay. And, um, I would also say that one of the biggest things too to keep this on the understanding for the transformation of all of these things that you've been through is that for anyone who's listening as well, the next question that I'm going to ask is going to be a big one in the fact of literally listening to that inner voice and finding that inner voice, which is huge, because when you finally start making time for yourself, you are going to be bombarded 
by a couple of voices that might be in there. And you wonder, I didn't know there was such a crowded audience inside this mind of mine. That's why we tune it out with music. We tune it out with TV, social media, you know, our pop stars or celebrities. And that's fine. Stay space. I'll hold space for you in a loving way. Just understand where you are. That there really is a lot more going on upstairs between these ears that we have. And the thing of it is, is that you end up finding that the voices inside that you thought you were being influenced by may not be your authentic voice. Like Jasmine is hinting at, it may be the voice of your grandfather, your past lover, girl or guy, family member, friend, a professor, some sort of teacher, a soccer coach a long time ago. It's still in there. So in the authenticity of finding your authentic inner voice, that's what the intuition really is. That's what she's leading into. That's what she's aiming at and finding. So the next question is going to be geared towards someone in any point in time in life. And this is an experience that she's obviously been through is Jasmine, give us some advice for anyone who's listening that may be in a position where they're lost in their relationship with their partner that they have presently. And the doubts and the insecurities and the fears that we have and trying to find your voice when it matters in that intensity, right? Like doing push-ups is easy. Going for a walk is easy, but it's challenging when the person going for a walk is now going through rehab from a car accident. God bless them, right? In that regard. It's hard to do push-ups when you haven't done them in 40 years, right? It, it's harder to do it when it matters. So I never want you know anything else out there except for the fact that this advice is life-saving, life-changing. This is true stuff. How do we find our inner voice when the pressure is on, when the partner that we're with is not working out and we need to find us in that. What was some of the beautiful things that you did to find you, to, to stay true to Jasmine when you were literally in the fire? Share with us that. That's a lot of pressure right there. No. Well, I, I would say, I think, I think it's important to love yourself first before you can love someone else, right? So, and if a person really loves you, they're going to want you to love yourself, right? They wouldn't, they wouldn't want you not to. So if you need to take a break and, you know, not a walk, like you said, or going to the gym, sometimes taking a break could mean go away for a week on vacation. You know, you just literally, you know, maybe not speak for a week or two, right? And say, listen, I, I need a break, right? I think that that's healthy because you want to come back refreshed with clear thoughts. You know, you the and i'm not a dating coach so by all means <laughs> you know like i said i right. i don't that's one thing that i don't touch upon is is dating and relationships but in any relationship whether yeah. it's romantic whether it has to do with a parent whether it has to do with a friend for me i take a break and that break could be a week mm. two weeks it depends right but i do take lengthy breaks and it if it has to be one month, that's a little bit stretched because then it could like, you know, things happen, but I take a break. And what I find happens is it's a good thing because, you know, you don't want to be so stressed out where you're killing each other, you know, and you're like, yeah. like yelling at each other or it becomes toxic. That's not healthy. You know, a little bit of tension yeah. is good. Um, Arguments are normal. If you don't see eye to eye on everything, that's fine. You know, those conversations, those hard conversations, that's normal. But you don't want it to get toxic. Yeah. So when it's to that degree that it feels toxic, the pressure that you're talking about, where it's like you're at each other's throats, 
I think it's healthy to take mm-hmm. a break. And look, there's married couples that, that I know of, and I'm sure you do too. There's people who have been married for years and they've gotten separated. And in that separation, either they get divorced or they work it out and their relationship is better than ever. And that separation was the key that they needed. Yeah. They almost had to feel like they were going to lose each other to know how much do I really need this person in my life? How much do I really miss them? Did I mess up? And you reflect like, you know, or maybe you just needed space to think, to do, you know, because the thing is you're, you're, you're more powerful together if you're a hundred and a hundred, right? But if you're coming mm-hmm. into it 50-50, then there's already this codependency yeah. and that's going to become toxic yeah. because you should be a hundred yeah. and a hundred. So if you're at each other's throats where it's that bad and it becomes toxic and you don't feel like you're a hundred and they don't feel like they're a hundred, take a break. You should want that person to feel like they're a hundred. And I want that person to want me to feel like I'm a hundred. So that way, you know, when you say yes, your yes is a yes. When you say no, that no is a clear no. Not that you're saying yes because you're like, oh, I have to say yes because if I don't, I'm going to hurt his feelings. I'm going to hurt her feelings. Or she, you want to know that when your partner speaks to you, you can trust everything that they're saying because they're a hundred. They're clear about what yeah. they want. They know what they want. They've thought about it. You know what I mean? So, so I think taking right. a break is good. And if you have confidence in your relationship and it's strong and you love each other, taking a break is not going to rattle you. Because if you really yeah. have strong love, you're like, I could leave for a year. Trust me. We'll be back together. That's my soulmate. Like, you just know. You know what I mean? I'm, that's a little bit of an yeah. exaggeration, but you know what I mean? Like when you're, when your bond is that strong, you just know that no matter what twists and turns you go through, they're just twists and turns. They might be space. It's dancing. Like you dance, you, you go and you throw that person there and then you pull them back in, you know, and then you drop them on the floor and you pick them back up. It's dancing. But if you're like this, you're suffocating each other. There's no dance. There's no music. It's like, it's just a flat line, right? So life is a dance. Love is a dance. Your partner is your dance partner. Like meaning not you dance, but you know what I mean? Um, so give them the space, cool. let them breathe, let them think, let take, I think having a space and having a breather is, I think it's empowering because you're saying, I trust you. You yeah. know what I mean? If, if you need to take a break, trust I trust that whatever you're doing, you're doing it for, for your highest good. You need this break. I want you to have this break because yeah. I want you to be clear in the mind. I want you to feel good. True. You know what I mean? The support has to be there. All sides. Yeah. And the skill set is, is universal. Yeah. So for everyone listening, I know we're, we're utilizing a, a relationship skill at the same time. These same skill sets, like many skill sets in life with actual life skills, not just turning a screw, changing a light bulb, changing a tire, literally life skills. And how do you deal with problems? How do you deescalate drama and anger in situations, either at the workplace in your personal life and relationships in your love life in family? These are skill sets that we acquire. Being able to find your inner voice when you're actually in it, this all relates as what Jasmine is sharing and the skill set that we're going over right now is applicable to your professional life. If you're in it, if you're in the fire with your career and you're really, really in it, taking a moment to take a breather, take a step back, take a sabbatical if you need to go on a vacation. If you got PTO time, get time for you, have you time somehow find a way to take a breather. It of course applies to personal relationships, of course, 
if there's some massive project that you're working on and you're just in it, you're in the weeds of the whole entire thing, you got lost in the forest, take a moment for yourself is what we're advocating for. Take a pause, take a hard pause, right? And walk away, take a deep breath. In the transformation understanding of our whole entire overarching topic of this episode, for things to grow, you need water, you need the nutrients, right? Obviously for the soil and plants need air. You need oxygen. You need that vital vitality that is part of the elements. We all kind of forget in our 21st century world, we're even watching this on a podcast, you're listening to this on a phone or a laptop or an iPad, technology, technology. We're still organic. We're still soulful beings attached to Mother Earth, to nature itself. So, of course, our skill sets have to become elemental as well with nutrients, with water, and with air to breathe. She's recommending the air portion of this. Water is the understanding of the mind, how things can go or flow. And that's going to be more of your emotional mental state, accepting that you won't always be able to control every single outcome. The grounded nutrients that's actually part of this is getting real and getting vulnerable about where you are and being dramatically, authentically real about what you're actually dealing with. And those three components, those are skill sets that can manifest transformation through any traumatic experience. So see, everything that we actually really are chatting about literally intertwines into this entire transformational portion of life because there isn't anything that isn't interconnected or related to another. That's how life and beauty of life really is. So um, I just, I, I genuinely always enjoy getting a chance to chat with you, Jasmine. Our, our phenomenal conversations that we've had many a time are just incredible. And having this conversation today is is moving. We've got roughly about another 25 minutes or so left. I want to kind of leave it open to the idea of what uh, what you might want to bring forward. As, as this last portion of the episode, I'll give it to the wonderful guests that I get a chance to be a part of and just walk us through anything that you would like to in this particular point in time um, that relates to the overarching principles that we've been talking about and some other things you might want to go into in depth in that regard. I leave the floor open to you. So have at it. I do have a yeah. book, so um, I'm writing different books, but this was my first self-published book right. called Living in the Lights, right? So, of course, Living in the Lights, I keep talking about the lights. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. And <laughs> I wrote something in the book that's actually biblical that I started with, and it's, mm. um, although we live in the world, we are not of the world. So, mm. you know, regardless of mm. what you know, religion, anyone comes from, whether you believe in religion or not. I personally believe that we are not of this world. That's something that I've, it's one of mm -hmm. my favorite, um, I don't know how you want, biblical text or whatever scriptures. Um, you know, I, sure. I don't want to talk about aliens too much and stuff like that, but I do believe, I believe in reincarnation. Um, and that's mm -hmm. why I think I don't rush things either. Cause I feel like your soul and your spirit is, is infinite you know, and that time is an illusion yeah. um, and that everything in a way is, I don't want to say all of it is an illusion. It's, it's a manifestation of spirit, but you know, people say this is fake and that's phony. It's what is fake? What is phony? Maybe all of it is phony. So if all of it is phony, maybe all of it is real too. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's art, Right. it's just art. Yeah. You know, it's the creator, the creator created all of this, but we are spirit. And I, 
And I really, I think if I was to say anything, like, let's say this was my last episode, let's just say, let's say, God mm. forbid, passed away tomorrow, which by the way, I lately, I've God been forbid. thinking that I'm right. <laughs> but lately I've been thinking every time I do something, whether it's a podcast, mm. a book, a post, write something or create something that if it did happen to be your last post, what would you want people to see? Or know about you, Oof. right? Now, like not that. every single yeah. post is going to be like that, of course. You know, we have, not every day is going to be as serious. But, yeah, yeah, you know, and I'm not saying like, hey, I'm not anticipating that we're going to pass away tomorrow. But, you know, I think if we have that, that thought in mind where we kind of think about it as much as possible, like I want to keep putting as much positive content out there as possible because, you really don't know when it's your last day because we're not meant to be here forever. This is temporary. And that's something that I also, since I was a child, has always, I've always remembered. This is temporary. Don't take life so seriously. You are light and you are love and you are of a different dimension. You're here. This is your disguise or your costume, whatever. I happen to be a female. I happen to be Latina. I happen to be American, blah, blah, blah. But none of this is really me. I could have, I could yeah. be 5,000 years old for all we know. You know, I don't know how many times I've been here. So I think that's another thing you for people fantastic. to take away. <laughs> but it's, it's, <laughs> that's a it's another thing to folks. take away. She got it. What? Because, you know, we do, we get, we get caught up and we get attached to these things that it's like, you know, like we may get attached to our age, to what we look like. We're going to change. We're not going to look like this forever. Right. We're not going to be, you know, there's some people that want to, you know, they want to drink from the fountain of youth and, and be young forever. And that's great. I get it. But it's just a point like we change, we change so much things happen, you know, and, but when they happen, it's okay, whether it's good or bad. Whether it's good or bad, mm. because as the Buddha said, all suffering comes from attachment. It comes okay. from attachment. It, com- it comes from attachment. This world is temporary. So you can't get attached to the world. Mm. You can't get attached to things. In the Bible, it says this too shall pass. That's the same thing as the Buddha saying. What he said, it's the same thing, just two different ways. This too shall pass. Right. All suffering comes from attachment. So, so we are not of this world. You know, the seasons change. We see it in nature. Nature shows us constantly that the seasons, there's a cycle. It changes. And even as the cycle changes yeah. and next year spring comes again, that spring will be different from last year's spring. So nothing ever stays the same. So nature is showing us, it's nature is showing us that we are free. We're free. We were born free. We were born free. If we weren't born free, then things would stay the same. But because we're Very free, true. we can let go. That's a powerful way to look at it. So if things you know, were constrained to being consistent, then they would be stuck the way that they are. Continue on. Just that's that's a very interesting thing as a takeaway. You're right. Freedom allows for things to keep on multiplicity of varieties of exchanges and diversity to take place because of freedom. 
keep going. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah, right. And now if you're going to talk about, let's say, the balance between things, the yin and the yang. Mm. So let's talk about a commitment, right? Yep. Um, oh, well, I don't want to be attached to someone, let's say, whatever. But no, if you're committed to someone, you can change together. But you have to allow each other to change. You're not the same person you were 10 years ago. I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago. No one, no one is, right? We change. And guess what? 10 years from now, you're not going to be the same person you are today. So when you look back at this 10 years from now, because you will, you're going to have an aha moment. <laughs> you're going to go, I remember when she said that. <laughs> what do you say? Look how far, look how different, you know? And it's beautiful. It's the greatest gift. The greatest gift is our free will. Yeah. To change, to be different. Well, I really, I really believe that, um, I personally believe that, that we are earth angels, that we do come from another mm. place that is even bigger or better or brighter than this planet. And I think we need to remember yeah. that. And when we remember that, that light, then all that darkness that we were talking about earlier, we can see right through it. True enough allow the light from within us that's already innate in us to actually come forward and push away the darkness that is of this confusion world. I understand. One of the favorite sayings that I can ever even relate to on all of these topics, I agree and resonate with every single one of them, is the addition, just additionally, and, you know, not but, but a big and is the fact that we are spiritual beings having human experiences not humans having spiritual experiences we are spiritual beings having human experiences we wear this thing like a seasonal garment and we transcend it and come back into these reincarnation cycles many many a time but it resonates with me as well what you shared about the fact of not being worried about this life worrying is like being in a rocking chair it gives you something to do but it gets you nowhere right when you really think about it so we, we, we do a great job in this life of troubling ourselves with many of these things that we get caught up in. It's such a beautiful thought in that sense to just think about letting that go, letting the pressure go and talk about transformation. I mean, literally keeping tying in with everything that we've been chatting about, the idea of getting to a spot where you have transcended the attachment to the attachments of this life. That's transformation. That's transformational. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. And it's also wow. like, um, and I like that you talked a little bit about relationships. I mean, why not? <laughs> um, so That's, I, I right. feel we're all because we're, we're relating to each other, right? Right. We wouldn't be here <laughs> literally yeah. if it wasn't for our parents having a relationship. So it's like, it's important. Right. Yeah. Um, so I believe in um, a spiritual love. Right. So if yeah. we don't come from this world and we are of spirit and we continue to keep that light and remember that light, then when you love another human being, you're, you're basically a vessel who's open and clear and you're letting divine love come through you and then pour out to the other people that you are in relationships with. That's a healthy love. And that love is air. It is freedom. Yeah. It does allow that person to change, to do whatever to the, everything you talked about from the, the groundwork, the soil, the water, the emotions, the air. This is all Mother Earth, but it's divine. It comes from a creator that created this beautiful earth and, and all of this. So if we 
just tap into that and remember that and honor that, right? Then, then we're allowing that love to come through us and pour out to us and then pour out to our companion, to our friends, to our family. And that's the kind of love that you, that's the foundation of that I personally think the world is missing today. That's why so many people are lost and, and there's so much chaos. It's because what is the foundation? You have people arguing. It started with religious wars and there's cultural wars and there's all these wars and wars and wars. And I think people are like, what is the spiritual foundation? You know, what is it to be healthy in mind, body and spirit? Because when you have that and you're connected, then that pours out into everyone you meet. And then it's, you know. It's a circle of love. I don't know. Maybe I'm talking too much. <laughs> no. I go fantastic. off and I start I, I I'm very spiritual. <laughs> I mean, you know what it is? I'm very spiritual and I love, you know, crystals and sage. And I have, look, I have sage right now. I love sage and, and all these things, candles. Oh my God, I'm, I'm all for it. But, and I'm glad that people are, you know, that this industry is booming, you know, there's so many yogis now and Reiki practitioners and stuff like that, but it's so much deeper than that, right? It's so much deeper than that. It's really, it's really being spiritual. It's really embodying what true love really is. It's really having that vision of light and really being able to see through the darkness that is what being spiritual is. Like you said, we're spiritual beings having a human experience, but we have to remember the foundation is that we are spiritual beings having a human experience and not letting the ego take over where the human part now is dominating the spiritual part. And now we're letting the flesh drive everything. And now it's lust and jealousy and envy and anger. And, you know, I'm angry, so I'm going to yell about this. And I'm mad at you, so I'm going to fight you. And, you know, I'm getting greedy and I want this and, ah, you know, and it's so like, and then people go and they see psychiatrists and they take pills for this and they take pills for that. And I get it, but it's like, even like I said before, psychiatrists see psychiatrists as well. So that means that to bring it back to spirituality, what is the real answer? And it's, it's not always scientific and it's not always stuff that you can figure out, you know, through mathematics and studying and it's just it's just deeper than that so i really feel like yeah (laughs) so bring it back to it you are the light you know remember that and then regardless of what trauma you go through um i think light and love is the true medicine it's what the shamans talk about you know it's the witch doctors it really is love love is the true miracle it's the true miracle I'm loving it. And I want to keep it going soon. We'll never, we'll never not want to have a bigger conversation in that regard. So I know she's being humble audience. She's absolutely phenomenal. There's so much light and love and wisdom inside of this wonderful human being. Um, I just, I think that even the, what a, what a dramatic and radical, almost it could be revolutionary mindset shift. If the world literally perceived everything from a spiritual platform instead of their human platform. I mean, it'd be a disillusionment of of all the lies in, in regard, and it would be a dissolving of the human ego almost instantaneously. Whatever we've been through, even with the topic of transformation and trauma and from trauma to transformation, the vice versa, 
is the idea that if you look at all the struggles that you have laid out before you, right, you would remember somehow from a spiritual side of things that this is something that you wanted to experience, that literally growing through these heartaches and pains and loves and joys as a spirit wanting to enjoy the cornucopia, the full menu, the kaleidoscope of emotions to experience, you wanted to choose them all. And at some level, we all have subconsciously and on a deeper spiritual level accepted these experiences into our lives and to go through them and to really experience pain, really experiencing heartache and really experience traumas and loss and anger and rage and also joy and lust and ecstasy and all the other amazing emotions to feel. On every single level, we chose that. So if within, in the human sense, we get lost in the idea that so-and-so hurt my ego or they hurt my feelings and they didn't do this and they didn't show me respect in front of all the other associates at the office or whatever that's going to really upset us or something else that affect. That's the human speaking. That's the, that's the suit that we're in doing the talking for you, right? Like for the audience as a visualization, just imagine a men's warehouse suit coming off of the rack and being upset, right? Like it, it's just that silly. It's, it, that's an amazing, like what is happening? And that's what's taking place for our, right? There you go. That's what's happening with our human form. It's upset. It's just a suit. It's just, it, what are you, what are you doing off the rack? Like get back on the rack. Like it shouldn't be sentient, but it, here we are literally using our spiritual capacities and faculties and awarenesses through this puppeteering of the human experience and we allow the human experience to override us and to the point where it wounds us to where we're dealing with the wounds and so to circle it all back in i mean this all interrelates now with the fact of finding your inner voice from being a beautiful singer and getting through the experiences that you've been through and having the amazing role models that you've had in your life have shaped and molded this idea inside of all of us and which relates to your story and relates to everyone's human story because every human story is relatable to every human because we're all in this journey together. That's the beautiful thing about this. Again, if you found us, you found us for a reason. We're healing all together. Um, we don't have all the answers. We're figuring it out. In that sense, though, we're finding our voice and the inner spirituality. If we find the deepest sense of our spirit center, our intuition, as Jasmine had said earlier, that's a way to describe it. That's just a word for our inner spiritual side intuition it's how it expresses itself that is spirit okay um we would then be able to dissolve a lot of the human illusions that we get lost in and if anything i think that that's really what the spiritual journey of uh what jasmine is sharing with us today that's a beautiful transformation story from traumas to transformation and transformational thought processes on how to flow through this cornucopia of life and experiences that we call existence right and it, it's just been a beautiful um sharing today and she left it with so many things to think about and chew on so anyways again i will i will simply give it back to you one more time to uh plug anything that you want um let people know where they can find you um where where are you hiding at where's your book what is the name and we'll put all the links down below but uh take it away thank you well, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I love it. I'm so, so grateful. Thank you for giving me a platform to use my voice. Um, yeah. And so Jasmine Clemente, you can find me on Instagram. Um, I'm everywhere, basically, Facebook. And you just Google my name, Jasmine Clemente, and Twitter. I mean, 
threads now. <laughs> There's so many different uh, platforms. I'm literally on every platform, um, most platforms anyway. So yeah, just Google my name, Jasmine Clemente. I have more books coming out and um, I teach yoga. I'm also on Insight Timer, which is a beautiful meditation app. And I teach yoga on that app. I, I do pick a card readings sometimes and visit my website, jasmineclemente.com. And then you'll see all my services and, and I have a lot going on. So too much for me to even remember right now. It's all meditation, music, chanting, books. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Gemini, so I'm an artist. You know, I'm very creative and there's just a lot out there. But I, my main message is love. So if, if anyone got that today, then I've done my job. We've done our job. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been an absolute joy. And I'm so grateful. I am. I am. I am. So thank you to you, Jasmine. Um, I'll wrap it up with simply saying thank you again for tuning in to this wonderful episode. We appreciate you. And I now I'm getting in the better habit of reminding everybody because this is a thing that you have to do is to like, subscribe, share if you'd like. Um, it's working. Leave a comment down below. It tickles the algorithm. It's helping us. Uh, we are growing. We've got mm -hmm. a couple of hundred views per video so far. Um, we're humble. This is episode number five and there's, we're obviously on Spotify. We're on Apple podcasts. We're on YouTube as well. If you want to watch this, if you're listening to it at home or out driving or at work, wherever you find us and, um, you get a chance to see us and interact with us and so on and so forth. So again, Jasmine, namaste. Thank you so much. It's been a blessing. Thank you. Cheers. Mm -hmm.